Welcome, Welcome to the Nightly Rant with your hosts, Mike and Toria. This is the show where we examine society from a sarcastic point of view. If you like insane conversations, this is definitely the show for you. Let's get into today's topic. YPN people, I don't know about you, but I love helping out a friend. That's why I want to shout out my friend Brian Little and his podcast, Your favorite blockhead. This is the only show that manages to weave together peanuts and MMA into one heck of an amazing podcast. You can find your favorite blockhead wherever your favorite podcasts reside and at yourfavoriteblockhead.com. Do me a huge favor and listen to Brian's show. You'll be entertained and you'll help out a friend. Now, as I said, let's get into today's topic. So, we have a guest tonight. Man, we've had a lot of cool you know? guests lately. Yeah, yeah, we have. And, you know, that's kind of by design. Um, but tonight we have um, a mental health advocate by the name of Allison. And she's here um, just to talk to us about um, the good and maybe the bad uh, about social media. So welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. So yes, I am a mental health advocate, which basically means I talk about mental health a lot and you can't get me to shut up about it. Um, By day, I'm a digital marketer. By night or a little later in the day, really, I also have a podcast. And so I do digital marketing. I do social media um, through my work. And then I also do um, mental health advocacy and a podcast and life coaching and all, all the things, because, you know, there aren't enough things um, to do in a day. I find more things. <laughs> if there's yeah, a free your, hour, your you've got to fill it. Allison in, your podcast is Allison in Wonderland, right? It is Allison in Wonderland. That domain was the one that was available. <laughs> I kind of like it. Uh, I, like I know. It. But now there's like lots of things about it's, you know, looking through the looking glass of mental health and falling down the rabbit hole. And I, they, it, they, it just happens all the time now. <laughs> well, what what got you started um, in mental health advocacy? Yeah. So in 2007, I lost my brother as a result of suicide. And then in 2010, I lost my mother also as a result of suicide. So really, I. When my brother died, I had no idea, like, which way was up. And the the only way for me to cope was to learn as much as possible. So I, you know, went to the interwebs and I started finding things about um, suicide, finding, you know, I found the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. I went through multiple therapists until I found one that I liked. And um, I then went and pursued two degrees in psychology, and while I still work in digital marketing, just because I wanted to know more. And I, I think it's really just that I talk about it so much that that is a way of reducing stigma. Because if I can sit and own my crazy and let everybody know, you know, about mine, then maybe they'll feel more comfortable, you know, realizing that, yeah, mental health is okay to talk about. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to be like, I need a mental health day. Peace out, guys. Gonna go watch TV. <laughs> wouldn't it be great if more like businesses and workplaces wouldn't have a cow that you need a mental health day? 
<laughs> I think technically it counts as sick time these days. I used to work for a company when I when I still lived in Canada, and I I, I definitely I took a mental health day, and my supervisor found out, and she's like, "Well, you're not getting paid for that." I was like, "Try me." I called in sick. Try yeah. me. <laughs> And even then, like, prove I didn't have a headache. I have a headache every single day of my life. So really, like, I, yeah, so like, (laughs) prove it. Yeah, yeah. Sick day should really just be for, I need a day. You don't need to know what's going on. I need a day. (laughs) Yeah, or you can explain something extremely personal that then they're like, really, really, really too much information. And then they'll never ask again. Food poisoning usually does a lot of businesses. That's why a lot of businesses have um, gone to just giving you pay PTO. Then they just lump all the days together, your vacation time, your sick time, you know, any special time off, they just lump it all together and you get to use it how you want to use it and you don't have to explain it. And as long as um, you get the, you follow the rules for the approval, they give it to you, right? So I think that's one way that they're trying to address the, stigma of you know if you want to take that mental health day you don't have to say what it's for and you don't have to be dishonest either so right and really i mean you'd have to train people every manager into very high level um marketing or hr things as to whether you know they were allowed to ask or ask more questions or follow up if they say something so i mean you don't want your manager to accidentally get the whole company in trouble Sort of like, whoa, are you pregnant? No, dude, I just gained some weight. <laughs> so, it's a big old whoopsie. What do you think is the role of social media in mental health in today's society? Like, is it a, a positive influence or a negative influence, or is it both? So it cancels out. I mean, what do you think? I think it's both, and I think it's very much like, you know, if you hand a monkey a gun what's going to happen. So, you know, some people are able to use social media in a responsible way and help people and communicate information. And then other people use it as an extension of bullying, as an extension of harassment, as an extension of stalking and things like that. And so it's really like, which, you know, which monkey are you handing the the gun to? Um, (laughs) And, you know, the one that's going to you know, delicately put it in the safe or the one that's going to run around, you know, crazy with it. So um, we've, I know I didn't grow up with social media and dear God, if I had, and all that stuff was online, I would probably never be able to get a job these days. Like if my childhood and my teen years were on social media. Um, right? Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> it's really, <laughs> there's not even, you know, like photo evidence of the things that I got into. Um but it's it's one of those things where there have been times where it's been really great. I mean, I stay connected to people that I would have never been connected to before. Um, working remotely is great because I don't have to drive. I don't have to live specific to a location and I get to work remotely. But then we have people that use those as their only tools. So if social media is your only tool for information and your only tool for communication, um, and your only tool for getting your rant out, then you are probably the troll and no one should feed you. So it's it's definitely one of those things where, you know, you can throw, you know, what is it? Like 
water on a gas fire or something like that. <laughs> because like I don't even like it's it's either used really responsibly or really terribly, and I've never seen an in between. <laughs> there's there's not the person that does it one way or the other. I'm totally with you. There's that that person who uses it to stay in touch with grandma and send them pictures of the grandkids. And then there's that person who just wants to like vomit their life all over it and their political hate, whatever side they live on. And like, there's some and, people and, are just crazy. Yeah. So like, and, and politics aside, I unfriend people cause I get sick of hearing I'm doing football season. I'm like, oh, everybody's getting muted during football season because I don't care. I'm from the South. It's SEC country. And as soon as football season hits, I mute everybody because I don't want to hear it. <laughs> it's, it's just too much strangely enough yeah canadian there's a canadian football league too that nobody really knows exists because it's stupid is it football or is it soccer it's football but it's different than american football but they, oh, they use okay. they use a football not a soccer ball <laughs> um but very similar nobody cares about it until playoffs and then it's all they talk about i do the same thing as you <laughs> i meet them all <laughs> I know it's it's terrible. It's like I really don't care um, what team wins. <laughs> I just want y'all to stop telling me about it. Then um, I but to then also them. <laughs> the very heated discussions that people even get in about that. You know, I've got family that are Tennessee fans making fun of Alabama with all my family that are Alabama fans, and then they just get into these crazy, awful battles online over their football teams. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's and that's what's funny is r- real sports fans do tend to go. I'm just gonna say it; they go crazy. You know, it's it's it, it almost gets to the point where it's the first person I did this and I lost the game or I won the game. You didn't play the game, but you know, for some reason, they have this insane connection to the game, and well. It, gets into people's face i always think that and then i go back to the fact that i like cosplay and conventions and i'm like i guess i fan out about those things the way other people um you know fan out about their sports and then there are pictures of me all dressed up you know for an alabama football game and somebody was like saw it online and was like you said you don't care about football and i was like that was my football game (laughs) cosplay i like dressing for the occasion and that was (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's great but but do you think that social media perhaps maybe could be giving people this ability to kind of create a life that doesn't really exist to like put on for other people it it absolutely gives people this boldness to say things and do things that they would never say or do if they were in a room with those people. They're they're safe behind their screen and things that they're, it's like their filter that they, they use when they type things online is just completely gone. Where like if they were sitting next to, you know, their cousin over there who was talking about, you know, abortion rights they probably wouldn't say something in front of the whole family at family dinner, but instead they are going to go, you know, reply on their post 
and get super hostile. And I say this because I had a cousin and then other family members all get into it over abortion rights. And it was just like the craziest thing where I was trying to picture all of these people at a family dinner, knowing that none of them would get into these things at a family dinner. It was just crazy. Yep. <laughs> that is. I've seen these we, same arguments. We thankfully, <laughs> but thankfully, we don't get into too many of those around here, do we? <laughs> I actually saw, I actually saw a woman who had posted like a video of her making dinner for her family, and the it looked great. I mean, thank you for posting, lady. I might make that sometime. And somebody got on the comments and was telling her how she's a child abuser because she didn't rinse the chicken before she put it in the crock pot. <laughs> Yes, because salmonella can live through that high temperature of the crock pot. <laughs> Who knew that it was so divisive? It, if you cook it for eight hours in a crock pot, no more salmonella, let me tell you. Oh, yeah, it's dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It is, it's the craziest things. I remember I saw something recently where someone was just sharing something about it. Was it, The point was supposed to be like, be nice on the Internet was the, the, the meme. But then their rant was about how terrible people are on the internet. And I almost commented on it. And then I stopped myself and I hopped into Canva and I made a sweet little, like, be nice with a rainbow and put that. I was like, okay, guys, just be nice. <laughs> it's like, I'm not even going to risk. So instead of replying, I just went and just put some, like, happy vibes. Hopefully that would cancel out that, you know, crazy rant of hostility. And I don't know if it's part of people really wanting to go viral or if it is them just feeling emboldened to say things that they wouldn't normally say, that they would normally just kind of keep to themselves. But what they don't, I mean, they have public profiles, they're using their picture and their their name, but yeah. they they feel so much more comfortable. And it's great that people feel like they have a place to have a voice, but sometimes but why some is things that what just don't need to be to <laughs> Yes, it's like sometimes, you know, slow down. And I think it's like we were told as we, you know, grew up to think before we speak. And no one's telling people to think before they hit send or type or respond. Think before you do those things, just like you would think before you speak. It's it's funny when, well, when like, we're commenting on something on social media and it might be taken the wrong way. I always send it to him and be like, can you nice this up? Like, I, I just can't. And he does the same thing with me. <laughs> it's It's funny because I, you know, I've been in marketing for 20 years and I'll work with these teams and there will be you know, a lot of chaos. I've been working from home since before it was cool because digital marketing, you know, um, and I would have never 20 years ago in my, in my career thought add emojis to your emails. But that is something I train people to do now because people don't understand your tone. So, you so much thank you so though. much. Yeah. So it's like, thank you so much. You're a rock star. And then like 15 emojis. I'm like, because like, otherwise they're going to read it as, you know, Please fix this thing for me because you're garbage. It's like, what? They 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 read the tone of the mood they're in at that time that they're reading it. That's literally what happens. And the emojis, and I've I've actually tested this, so you're absolutely hundred percent right. When you put those emojis in there, for whatever reason, uh, mentally they respond to it. I even know that like you know how you like on LinkedIn you can say like, Oh, it's so and so's birthday say happy birthday and it'll just send them a happy birthday message well i i tested and i sent like a certain number of people that and then i sent a certain number of people a modified version of that where i added something like you know make it an amazing day or something like that 
when I added something, people responded. When I didn't add something, I never got a response. So I think it's about being positive. There's something about that that attracts people back to you. Yeah. So, I mean, it's social media can be good, but it's like, you know, you have to use your powers for good. Great power comes great responsibility. And now everyone in the world has this great power and no one is being responsible. <laughs> um, but so I mean, there's potential. definitely, right. And the thing is, is there's such a place for it because I, I get to connect with people that I never would connect with otherwise because of social media. I get to, you know, be a mental health advocate and not just talk to the, you know, 500 people that live in the city that I live in, you know? So, I mean, it's, it's a big deal being able to do that. But I also try very hard to make sure that I behave <laughs> online um, because it, it's really, you don't know what's going to go viral. And you also don't know where someone else is that day. I mean, you jump on, yeah, I, I, I was talking to an author of a book um, called Our Digital Soul, and it talks very much about the way that we, we have like a an extension of our soul that's our digital presence and our digital personality and our digital soul. And so it's very much like because you've got that arm's distance from all of these things, you it's like a, a split personality in a lot of cases. Just a really, I don't know, it's just kind of a really neat way in my mind. But, you know, you can also bully people. And I mean, I remember getting that first AOL disc and hopping in a chat room and being like, I'm a 14 year old girl in Alabama. And then like, there's like 15, you know, personal messages. And I'm sure they weren't all 15 year old boys in Alabama. Right. <laughs> and then they introduced picture messaging. Oh my, yeah. This was way before that. <laughs> yeah. And you can no longer admit you were female on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you have any like strategies or tips that people can use on social media so as to protect their own um, mental health? Yes, absolutely. I feel like if you ever get to a point to where you have to continuously refresh to see someone's response, it's time to turn it off. And what I think people don't realize is that you can uninstall an app and install it back later. So if I'm getting to where something's made me very upset on Facebook. I will take the app off my phone until I'm not upset about it anymore and I'll reinstall it and look, all my stuff's still there. And I think that a lot of people don't realize that you can do that. And I've done the same method for like when I'm at work, I have a Slack channel, but if I want to go on a vacation and I don't want to work, I will delete the Slack channel from my phone for the week I'm on, on vacation. So like it's sometimes just, just, step away. Like if you were in the middle of a bar and there was a bar fight and you weren't like on either side, leave, like yeah, yeah. leave the bar. You're not going to stand <laughs> like, there with your out. face pressed up against you. Like, Ooh. <laughs> right. Or sit there and record it on your camera while people are getting hit over the head with bottles. I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then as far as like, it's okay to have a voice and it's okay to engage online, but one fact checked, before you say anything. It is so funny to me when people get on these huge rants and whatever they say is like the 
dumbest, wrongest thing ever. And it's, it's like, <laughs> you know, if you're going to respond and you're going to get into a debate, please at least do it in an intelligent way and then do it calmly. I think that this can be said for everything, but since so much is online now, trying to look at everything from both points of, you know, view. So like we can, our, our nation is divided like 50-50 on everything. But you can't tell me that like nobody can kind of see the common ground on anything, but a lot of people just refuse to. So, you know, be, you know, try to be empathetic in everything that you do. And if something does, I will type things out and then I will erase them and go back the next day and read it again if I feel like maybe I'm getting a little too Sicilian on them. (laughs) (laughs) I like how you phrased that. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because Tori and I both have stories about how social media AI um, is used to try to combat those kind of messages, but how it really goes comically wrong. Like, you know, you tell yours first and then I'll tell mine. Somebody I work with, and I've worked with her for four or five years, she's from the Philippines. And in November, she was here. And she posted that she was in the airport in New York getting on her plane to Las Vegas. And I commented, great, I'm going to come and kidnap you at the airport. I have a strike. (laughs) I have a strike because of this. That is so great. (laughs) That is something I I would say, too. (laughs) Don't do it. Not on Facebook. They don't even let you win the appeal. (laughs) Then on Twitter, on Twitter, I made a comment. This person never shuts up about um, Trump. I'm so tired of hearing about Trump. He's, you know, as far as I'm concerned, he's dead and buried. Like I oh, know, right? like, <laughs> no matter what side you're on, just shut up about it already. <laughs> right, and that's what I said. I said, you know, I, I don't care what side you're on of this issue. Can you just let it die? I, I got, next time I went to my account, I was locked until I deleted that tweet because they said I was threatening harm to somebody. Just, oh my they saw the word die in it. We gotta, we gotta love those algorithms, right? So what, what if you came on there and you're like, my mom died, and then they're gonna block you because the, the right. word was on there? Or, sorry guys, I've got a week to live. Like, I mean, like, you can't... This is the problem with only using algorithms and AI for things and not having some kind of a human appeal in the process. And that's also kind of when you think about social media, all of our content is starting to be generated by AI. So then what happens when when Skynet takes over and they're the ones that are creating, they're like, look at this chaos. We're going to take over the world just by creating social media you know, wars. We don't have to send machines back in time. We're just going to trick y'all all into fighting online and then that you're just destroy each other. You're telling us Sorry, that the I'm... AI is doing this for their entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Can y'all tell I'm a nerd? I'm just like I love every one minute of it. Other. Yeah. So I mean it's it's definitely um don't feed the trolls and now it's like don't feed the, you know, the AI because one, you're gonna get flagged and Two, you know, what are they going to say? Or how is that content going to be repurposed when someone else is like, oh, generate content about this subject and it's pulling from all the content online and it creates some chaos. Exactly. Exactly. Because 
there's no way of knowing where the original came from. Right. But that's an, that's interesting. I think I do think that AI used responsibly is okay, but didn't we just say that social media used responsibly is okay and most people don't really use it responsibly? So that's what I have a fear with AI. Well, let's think about it. Won't use it responsibly. Is there anything in this world that is not okay if used responsibly? Most things in the world are fine if you use them responsibly, right? Well, yeah, I like, would 100% agree. With right. That. So, like, I, you know, I could have pain pills, and if I use them responsibly, they're okay. So, like, it's really, you know, maybe there needs to be some kind of education for people as they grow up into this world where think about you know when i was in third grade we learned how to write an like write out an envelope somebody from the post office came to my third grade class they taught us how to fill out an envelope my kids were never taught that in school but maybe in that same you know moment part of health and science when kids are going through all of that part of that is also about your social media health about the way you interact on social media, the way you, inter- you know, treat people, the way you take what people say. So if it's going to be this huge part of our lives and it's the way that we communicate and they're not teaching them how to write letters. I know that because I have seen kids struggle. <laughs> Adults, I have seen 20 year olds struggle with how to fill out an envelope and what goes where. <laughs> yep. So then maybe that just becomes part of it. And it's a social it's science hard, part of health class <laughs> yeah it's kind of a you, you kind of seem like you advocate a back to the basics kind of approach and i agree with that because i think when you're when you're at the basics it kind of takes all the political ideology out of it um it takes all the biases out of it you're just back to the basic basic things you know um <laughs> they need a class makes it more yeah. They need a class. How to not be a douchebag when you become an adult. Or, or when well, you, yeah, I mean, even before then. Been, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess. It, Non-douchebaggery right. 101. Yeah. <laughs> well, then they can have that's, 201 that's, for the people who really need it. <laughs> that should be a junior high class. It, it, really, it really should. Absolutely. And then anyone <laughs> that's in a fraternity in college has to take like three of them. <laughs> You know, that's so funny. There's something that happens to kids when they leave sixth grade and they go into like seventh and eighth grade. It's called puberty. Um, well, and it's and it makes them go crazy. Like they do stupid stuff, and I don't know. It's there. It's kind of funny um, that they act that way. And then you're right. College kids who get into like fraternities, um, they're back to like that again. Like that same behavior. It's really. It's that pack mentality, you know, when they're part of a pack, they get a little more vicious. But, you know, I was raised that you don't talk about religion or politics, which is why when I see those same people that are older people in my family arguing about religion and politics on social (laughs) media, I'm like, we would never talk about this at family dinner. Um, So it's just it's definitely that arm's length. But then think about the people that weren't raised don't talk about religion and politics and you can talk yeah. about those things. I'm not saying, Hey, don't ever talk. I was told not to talk about them, but that was yeah. just how I was raised. Um, and talk about them and, and learn from each other, but do it nicely. And, you know, 
I don't know that the kids were ever these days were ever told don't hop on there. They're like, hey, go look on, you know, part of your history paper. Go see what people are saying about the election right now on Facebook. And that's don't do it. It's dangerous. Yeah. (laughs) The best thing you can do during an election is not pay attention to anything going up to the election. And then on election, the day before election day, go do all of your independent research from sites that are owned by different people. That's what I do. And sites that don't (laughs) allow comments. Right. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Do your own independent research the day before election day and don't talk to anyone else before it. (laughs) And that's how you don't get election fatigue. (laughs) That seems totally reasonable. So, where can our listeners find you? I'm sure they're going to die to find you. <laughs> yes. Um, so I do have a new podcast that launched in January. It is Allison in Wonderland. Um, Allison, like my name, A-L-L-I-S-O-N. So AllisonInWonderland.com. I am on all of the podcast um, channels. I kind of have a YouTube there, half of the amount of the episodes are up there because it just takes me longer. Um, <laughs> but they are all on video. And I'm on all of the social media channels. I even added myself to TikTok because when I started my podcast, my 19-year-old was like, Mom, you have to have a TikTok. So I've got one. And I might add reels. Sorry, guys. They, it goes through a system. I'm not, like, responding to anything or following people. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about TikTok. I, I feel every vibe you just gave all of them yes yes it was like i was told i had to do it so when i make reels for instagram i download them and go put them on tiktok and that is what i've done (laughs) yeah that's exactly what that's exactly what i was doing too Uh it's just because same reason someone told me i had to so i did you know and it's funny how you just go oh i have to and then for whatever reason you give in and like all right yeah, and you know the algorithms on TikTok don't understand me yet, so they show me all kinds of crazy stuff. But the algorithms on Instagram show me mental health posts and cat videos, and that's all it shows me. That's glorious. I've I know it's amazing. I get I get puppies and quotes from word porn. Yeah, it's good, it's good stuff. It's great. It's good stuff. And I get a lot of puppies. Y'all, y'all have four cats. How are y'all? Why are y'all only getting puppy pictures? Oh, we also have two dogs I and get, a bearded I get lots dragon. Of cat photos too, but I get lots of puppy dog pictures. Yeah, <laughs> I get the little, the little tiny kitten, uh, like newborn kitten photos, Aww. where they're just like super fluffy. They're the cutest little things. I, I, I just shake my head and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, um, that's why I have five <laughs> of them. Well, <laughs> they're adorable. <laughs> Now I'm going to go have to chase. Now I'm going to have to go chase one of our cats down the hallway because he's got his feet under the door. Oh, um, mine are doing the same thing. I closed the door to my office and there are tuxedo cat feet, feet from Bender. Yeah. My, my, the runt of the litter Bender has got like his little tuxedo paws under the door. It's adorable. Oh. Mine's from our, our pure have, black one. And I have the dog asleep under the desk. She's <laughs> passed out. Yeah, I have two solid black ones as well that also usually are in here by close to the door. I feel like we, we just kind of went, we're way off. We're like, okay, now we're talking about pets. <laughs> I know, you know, that's okay. We can we can make that work. The, <laughs> it's the, the good part of the internet. Thing. Right. The black cat thing, you know, Toria told me, you know, people don't like black cats. People just don't like 
we have we adopted one that. who's the sweetest most loving cat um and yeah he has his moments but he's the sweetest most loving cat and so it's nice to hear you that you have you know two black yeah cats. they're really so cool. they're 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 twins and then the three younger ones are all from the same litter as well and so the two black cats i always wanted a black cat named moon shadow after the cat steven song um and then we named the other one nibbler and then when we got the the next three, we also named them after Futurama characters. So we have Kiff, Bender, and Scruffy. Um, and they all act just like their namesakes. It's amazing. Nibbler's such a perfect name for a black cat. Oh my gosh, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. perfect. Yeah. All right, well, well, I guess we should wrap it up. So. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been great having you, but the uh, the dog's asleep, the cats are asleep, so it's probably time to go. Um, good night, everyone. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Nightly Rant. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. If you didn't enjoy the show, please just ignore that previous request for a rating. This has been a Yogi's Podcast Network production. <laughs>